It's the Doug Zone, and tragedy has struck. Panic at the disco has ended. How, how will we survive? Look, we got a lot of mileage out of reading the lyrics from their last album on this uh, on this podcast. So frankly, I'm very worried. Um, that's how we should go out, is we should drop the worst episode we can and then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, we should, we will make a shot-for-shot remake of To Boldly Flee and then mm-hmm. upload only the audio to our feed and then never update any social media again. We will delete the Doug Zone Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, can I do that actually? Hang on, let me see if I know. How. I am not sure I, have the ability to do that. I, don't I don't think we have the privileges to. Yeah, I didn't make it. No, I can leave the server though. I can pull a Brendan. Uh, wait, sorry, we have guests. We are joined by my roommates, Nick and Dylan. How we doing, boys? Tip top shape. Everything's going pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for having us on, man. I'm so excited to go over the uh, whatever Matt just made me watch. He walked into my room and he pointed a gun at me and he said, watch this video. Did Honestly, you also get the gun from Walmart? No, uh, they, yeah, it, they, they've been privy to my Walmart machete purchases, but it hasn't yet escalated to Walmart firearms. Uh, There's always time. Nick, they are do you- sell, <laughs> They do sell guns at Walmart, don't they? Yeah, no, there's the, the gun rack is right next to the Walmart machetes um, for when you want to escalate. I've always wondered what, like, what the employees think of the people who go to Walmart to buy a rifle. Um, it can't be good. Yeah, it does feel strange, you know? I don't I know. Like I, it's just a lot of, like, disgust towards any customer, but I feel like there's got to be, like, a special place in their heart, like, just this degenerate buying a gun from Walmart. Yeah. What's the paperwork like to buy a Walmart gun? Probably very strange. Um, It's gotta be. Like, I don't know. I can't imagine doing like a background check that has the Walmart logo at the top of the page. Like that just feels evil for some reason. Go fill it out in the bathroom. (laughs) That is evil. Next to the homeless man shooting heroin, I'm like, hang on, I need to school- shoot people. Uh, there's, there's like some strange vibes of like buying a discounted nuke from yeah, like buying yeah. a, a, a Walmart gun. It's kind of like, what what's the rationale there? Like, how desperately do you need this 12-gauge <laughs> shotgun? Yeah, running into Walmart drenched in sweat and going, I need the gun section. Where is the gun section? Um... I think that would go well. I think you yeah. should try that. Just running up and going, I need the handgun. Give me the hand, whichever one is the biggest. And they go, what? The biggest what? handgun, sir? And you go, I yes. Go. Yeah. Something, and I like, give just a physical description. I'm like, all right, six foot three blonde man with blue eyes. He has a scar over his left cheek. What gun do you recommend? <laughs> uh, <laughs> You've got 10 minutes before he gets here. <laughs> And let me tell you, God help us all if I am not armed when he arrives. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Matt, do you remember when we uh, went walking around the WNL campus at like 10 p.m.? And yes. we, we kept trying to t- talk our friend Will out of going up and talking to random girls, like yeah. single random girls. is like this 
crazy vagabond frazzled group of dudes at night we're like yeah, we stop had, will stop don't yeah we had we had a gr- we had a bunch of posters printed out for historica esoterica and our friend will is the nicest and kindest man on earth uh but this does sometimes reflect in a, a lack of self-awareness as he attempted to approach groups of women on the street to either ask them about like good places to hang up posters or just try to like get them to listen to the podcast. That's so funny. We'd be like, Will, Will, please. It does not look good to walk up to a girl walking alone at night as a group of men and go, Hey, we want to talk to you for a second. Especially uh, at WNL. Cause they're all, they're all, um, you know, there's the demographic there is a bit higher. And usually a lot of the students come from wealthy families. And then it's like us, a group of like, it's one of the most men. expensive private universities in the state. Uh, but if someone wants to triangulate my location, don't worry. They, uh, here up until this point did not know the colleges that I was nearby. Uh, but Uh-oh. no, it's okay. Um, uh, I've said my place of work accidentally on this podcast so many times that it's a joke. Uh, But yeah, no, it was, it's a wild experience. Yeah, sounds like it. I would personally be very frightened if a group of men walked up to me while I was on campus alone at night and told me to listen to a podcast. Would I listen? Probably. I mean, you need to at that point to figure out what's going on. Fate has knocked at your door and it's time (laughs) to listen to this podcast man anybody out there listening right now if if a dark stranger approaches you and says listen to the dug zone you have to anybody listening out there now i'm going to issue a challenge approach at least one stranger this week and tell them to listen to the dug zone um become the dark strangers all of you the skeleton army do you remember the skeleton army do you remember remember the skeleton army i do i don't don't remember the context of it i just know that it's a tier on patreon now and that's the only way that this bit lives on Yep. Uh, yeah, become a dark warrior, everybody. That's I remember next... that was during the phase where like a bunch of men who were uh, interested in me kept joining the server. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They kept yeah, like joining the server. You kept telling them about the Doug Zone, and they kept telling you that they thought I was cool, which yes, is very funny to did. me. <laughs> Man, it's very funny to uh, to just like pick up your co-hosts' suitors and go like, "Hey, boys, what's up?" <laughs> The it's homies. Me. It's me, the cool one. It's you, the cool one. <laughs> they would always ask me, like, they'd be like, so do you, like, get to hang out with Matt? And I was like, no. And they are like, aw. <laughs> I want to hang out with Matt. Hold on. That's, yeah, look, you sometimes you've got to date someone to get to their cool, funny co-host. That's <laughs> um, how it works. That's how it works. There's, yeah, you know, the power behind the throne. Uh Nick, we started talking about this video off mic, and I want to just get it out of the way now because it's it's heinous. It's a bad uh, one. Oh yeah. What yeah, did you it... two think of Doug Walker? So this is actually something I wanted to talk to you guys about because I this was my first Doug Zone or my yeah, my first <laughs> Doug Walker video, nostalgia critic video ever. So Ooh. I watching this video, it was like this strange mix of like I feel a, fam- a familiarity to this man, and also like some of his bits made me want to jump out of a window, and so like it, it, it it's it's a strange strange feeling. So I wanted to ask both of you, what is your attachment to Doug Walker, and uh, <laughs> how long are you going to keep playing this game? To give myself more time to put off answering that, Dylan, what's your what's your Doug experience? 
My favorite part of the video <laughs> is when he was visibly relieved to see Arnold Schwarzenegger show up in drag at, at like a care facility. And he's like, we're back to the bullshit. Yeah, let's go. That's how we felt last week when he like out of nowhere in a very boring video just does a, raci- a racist oh, Japanese accent. So crazy. <laughs> like we've watched so many Doug videos at this point that like normal ambient Doug being bad is just nothing. But when all of a sudden he goes like, ooh, we are the honorable. You're like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. We're back at it. Like we've got something to talk about. He seems like a real life cartoon character. Like, if I met this man in real life, I would be questioning, like, my grip on reality. Yeah, the funniest thing is that now he's just tired. Like, because he did this character for, like, seven years and then tried to kill him. And then the internet said, nothing else you do is good. Return to the Nostalgia Critic. Uh, The trick is, is that nothing he does is good, including the Nostalgia Critic. Yeah. (laughs) He does have an odd magnetism about him. I won't lie. I Does he have the dark charisma. I have never disagreed with something more strongly in my I, life. Um, I also probably disagree. I hate this man. Um, we've, we've discussed the dark charisma at length, though. My uh, Nick Dillon and I have, because uh, it's it's an important it's an important concept to understand. But yeah, no, Doug. We have shackled ourselves to him, much in the way that you would, much in the way that a, a human being who has been murdered is shackled to like an anchor or a series of lead weights and then thrown off, off the side of a boat, you know? I, we're not happy about it, but that's just what fate has decided for us. At least that's my, that's my connection to him. I also can't stop thinking about him, maybe because I've thought about him for almost two years straight now. It's Matt, terrible. Matt, is he the whale? Is he the whale? <laughs> Are you Ahab? Oh. Oh, call, hang on. call Matt Ishmael. Yeah, look, call call Matt Ishmael. Uh, call me Ishmat. Uh, I am. I'm reading Moby Dick now. Our Patreon video. Our pa- well, our Patreon recording. We'll uh, deal with some Moby Dick references. Yes. God, that video is so cool. I wish I was watching that right now instead of. Oh, we're watching that. About- oh, yes. yeah, that's our Patreon vid. I forgot to yes. send it to you guys, but I know that we have sat together and watched it probably five to ten times. Anyway, so I'm, we could quote it from memory even if we hadn't seen it before. Anyway, man, this Doug fella, I hate him. This was his review of Junior, originally uploaded. Let's take a look. Uh, January twelfth, two thousand ten. So it's a it's an old cut. It is back in the early days of Doug. And the I'm first our... like, three years of Doug. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let our guests take the lead on this. Tell us what it is that stood out to you about this, because Doug just washes over me like a wave at this point. Okay, I can start. I wrote down some thoughts. Only only one of them, actually. And I shared it with Matt before this. Oh, right, yes. But I feel like it, uh, it kind of summarizes my general impressions pretty well. And uh, I said, Baby Arnold lingers in my thoughts as a malaise. Will I ever be rid of him? So just... I think baby Arnold's kind of the top, the, the peak of this video where I was just in such shock and horror <laughs> that like, I think that the rest of it was admittedly a little bit boring. Although Doug was being pretty uncharitable <laughs> to be fair, just kept screaming boring instead of listening to what the movie was trying to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I agree. I think uh, I couldn't I, – I was watching it, and I was like, okay, this guy's crazy, but also the movie's crazy. 
I don't know which is crazier, because, like, to be fair, he is screaming and doing a fake throw-up bit for, like, ten minutes straight. But also, <laughs> they they did make a weird baby prop that looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger and then had it hold, had him hold it and look at it, and it's, like, it feels unreal. I don't know. That's part of what makes these videos, I think, like, so outlandishly bad, is that the movie is so much more interesting than whatever the fuck Doug is saying. Yeah. And if you just like let there's we've said this before about videos where if you just like let parts of the movie play, it'd be so much more entertaining than him talking over it. Yeah. Regrettably, Doug Walker's videos being covered by fair use is the reason that they're bad, which is to say these are transformative. <laughs> yeah. For better or for worse. Um, so I also I accidentally just paused right when he put over his little like clip about Arnold Schwarzenegger getting pregnant where just the entire screen is filled with a block of text um so another thing we like to do with Doug because interestingly enough he's uh he came from fairly early on he was a uh, pretty pro LGBT which you know what we got to give him credit where it's due they have to save the sanctity of marriage because yeah. straight people failed yeah he did admit one of his fa- early Facebook posts was like many are wondering my thoughts on gay marriage which is an incredible start to a post uh, <laughs> but um, we get Doug Walker doing like a Ben Shapiro thing at the beginning of this like block of text where he goes, it's morally insane. Men don't have vaginas. Men don't have uteruses. Wild. Then all of the rest of it is like the social implications of men getting pregnant. So it's very funny that it starts with him going like, there are two genders. They are immutable and inherent to your personality and being. Anyway, then he goes, you'd be playing genetic monopoly. No man would volunteer unless doing it for a movie role. There'd be a lot more complaining. Abortions would skyrocket. Every child would be left behind. Right, man. Cool. Men would never take care of themselves properly. A man could let could get pregnant just by jerking off in parentheses, I think. <laughs> Jesus would cry. God knows what kind of mutations would arise. This would probably be some form of incest. Every man would have his tubes tied. If a baby kicks, the man would probably kick back. No man is going through a friggin' C-section. Men are horrible at throwing baby showers. No man could resist alcohol during pregnancy. (laughs) In fact, they'd probably drink more. No man is wearing a muumuu. We just look silly. Our solution to losing the baby weight would be losing the baby. No man would ever have sex again if they knew a baby would come out of it. Excuse me. Out of them. Men have no practice. Men have no patience. Men have no, just fuck it. We're not doing it. Is the block of text that goes over the screen as Doug is discussing men getting pregnant. And I needed to share that with all of you. What fascinating thoughts he has. That needs to be studied by (laughs) someone much more qualified than me or any of us. I'm afraid that Jillian and I may be the most qualified Doug Storians out there that I know of, at least, to study this sort of text. Someone get that to a clinical psychologist. We need a... <laughs> hey, no worries. I will yeah, be there in a year. Yeah, you guys, Yeah, or you guys could invite Jordan Peterson onto the show and see what happens. Watch his melts face melts. Watch his mask just... face melts like at the end of Indiana Jones. It's opening just the terrifying. This dog fellow, I just, I don't understand. Um, you do what, have what an th- incredible Jordan Peterson uh, yeah. impression. As we've discussed before, I'm, I'm really good at Jordan Peterson because I just 
for a while, that was like the way that I would take my notes is I would take them in the voice of Jordan Peterson in order to like keep myself engaged with class materials, um, which is insane. I'll admit it, but it's it's also very fun. Dylan, were there any standouts to you? Look, look, man, I, I, I just slept for like eight hours, woke up, watched this video, and then hopped on the call. I, I, I have to like let it roll. Maybe, well, okay. <laughs> I, I, I just, he's, he's dumbfounded. Nothing to say. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I do like, uh, Nick, you walked into my room and just played the, uh, the clip of Doug screaming at the Arnold baby uh, and just laughed about that. And then... Two minutes later, Dylan walked into my room and went, I heard screaming. Is everybody okay? Uh, which is really good. Uh, terror and asking if everybody's okay is really the only proper reaction to a nostalgia mm-hmm. critic video being played. Very true. What was the I'm whole terrified. deal? Oh, sorry. What, what was the whole deal with um, the, uh, the drag bit when Arnold wears the dress? And like, why did he think that was so funny again? Like, like, oh, wait, it was, yeah, it was on, like, me... I'll, I'll, I'll. I mean, he'd been screaming boring for like five minutes in the video. And then as soon as Arnold came out in a dress, it was like a joke or something. He was just loving it. I, I don't know what's up there. Oh, fuck. I forgot that Ma T shows up in this video. Damn, Lore and Rob Walker. Holy shit. I threw you guys into the deep end. There's like characters in this. Oh, one. there's some lore. Oh, dang. So the doctor who shows up, guys, that's Rob Walker. That is Doug the Walker's evil, brother. evil older brother. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, like every... Like legitimately. Ev- yeah, out of like character. That's not like a character that he's doing. He is just evil. Like every single document that came out, like when the Channel Awesome ship began to sink and uh, there was a document release called Not So Awesome that just talked about like the years of abuse that they had all faced. Um, and uh, Mainly at the hands of Rob Walker. Yeah, every single person was like, yeah, Doug... He's dumb, right? But he means no harm. He's just, he shouldn't be in charge of anything because he's an idiot. Rob is the devil. Like, <laughs> you'd like scream at people and threaten to fire them if they like didn't do just inane little tasks for him. Anyway, and then Mati's death forms the emotional core of Doug Walker's magnum opus to boldly flee a four hour movie uh, that he made starring all of his other internet reviewer friends. We have one year to psych ourselves up for that one. Yeah, we're watching it this Christmas. Oh, uh, let's go. I may be I may do a preliminary watch through with you guys some point throughout this semester after I showed you guys I don't know. Mandy is a good movie. It's a crazy watch, but it's Mandy's a good movie. Mandy's great. I yeah. I enjoyed Mandy. That was the I like, I like the part where he where he where he like eats the goop out of the jar and then goes sicko mode. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Yeah, the look, it's a great movie. I stand by it. We did sort of set ourselves up for failure yesterday with the double feature that I showed you because we all right before that we watched The Color Out of Space. Uh, uh, interesting double feature. They're both great. They rock. I love them both. It's a lot of pink and then a lot of red and a lot of Nick Cage the entire time. Yeah. Oh, I need to cancel my Shutter subscription. Hang on. Ooh, yeah. Uh, you not do, do that, that, Matt. You should do that before they get you. Fuck, you they build me already. God, you got a week. They're going to get you. They did not. They build me. I guess it wasn't a free trial. What? Hang on. I might fight this charge actually. 
God it's, damn it. It's, it was Take advertised it as one free week, and we were going to abuse it, like, all yeah. day. I know. We we watched it on Sunday. That It has not been a week. Oh, well. It is not. Oh, I have my standout moment from the video. All right. I I just I cherish Danny DeVito and and anything he is in is great. So it's hard for me cuz I agree like I don't know. I kind of agree dare I say it? I kind of agree with Doug. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger Get gets out. pregnant. What an insane movie. <laughs> so exciting, guys. Oh my gosh, he's he's eating a lot of food, guys. Check it out. But I I do love Danny DeVito. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia is my favorite t- TV show. It's just it's a very oh, good so TV good. show. So good. Yeah, it does rock. I um, the one I liked the Dennis taking his shirt off supercut that you played for us on YouTube a couple of days ago. He is, <laughs> he is my favorite character. That is a hot take because nobody really yeah, likes no. Dennis, but I think he's the funniest <laughs> character in the show Be- because he's a psychopath. He is a demon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I will cut you into pieces and put you in a glass box. And the therapist there's just like trying to like break through what like all of the different like. Just no, you've, oh, you've won so the back over. Dennis rules. I thought for a second, Matt, that that was just a bottle of vodka. I was like, Jesus Christ! No, should I? Yeah, should I? Should I start drinking heavily on this episode? What are we? What's? No, what are we all feeling? It is a Tuesday. Uh, that's a good point. I'm gonna. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> start drinking. It's. I've got two days to catch up on. Um. <laughs> Matt is our favorite roommate. <laughs> is that true, Dylan? Uh well I well hmm yes yes mm-hmm. it's, I, I would, it's well I don't know it's shocking how how little of the time I can actually tell if you're inebriated I think you 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 do a good job of of masking it but also just like <laughs> occasionally you'll like drop something and be like oh sorry guys I've had a lot to drink today and I'm like <laughs> oh wow guess math sauced. Yeah, that is the the very funny thing. Yeah, like when I came back from the funeral on Friday and immediately got incredibly drunk. And then I was just sitting in the living room with you guys chilling, and I like threw my phone across the room accidentally. Like, ah, sorry, everybody. Um, Maybe that says yeah. more about me and Dylan, though, than anything that we're just like can't even tell a difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be better at masking things if I didn't constantly feel the need to apologize for my intoxication. I think. Uh, yeah, I wonder where that impulse comes from. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I got I got drunk on Sunday, and apparently unbeknownst to me my boyfriend had texted one of his best friends that he was like you're such a great friend to me i really love you i'm sorry i don't say that enough at, to his friend at like 2 a.m no. and then wouldn't respond for the rest of the night because he was drunk <laughs> Oof. so he woke up to like seven phone calls his friend's like no no <laughs> he's slipping away <laughs> so funny yeah, no, that's what you got to do. You know, sometimes you just need to suddenly show affection and then not and then realize disappear. it. Yeah. No, a, a good friend of mine thought I was going to kill myself when I was ending the philosophy major because I gave her all of my philosophy books. And she was like, Matt, are you? This was, this was Kaylin, Nick. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I didn't kill myself, fortunately. I went on to start a podcast, which I think is arguably much worse for both me and the world. But Hey, two podcasts. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> Don't me. discount yourself. I hate myself. <laughs> Jay called me a content creator again the other day. Oh, <gasps> that is evil. <laughs> That's crazy. Guys, you guys are no longer just consumers like, like uh, me and Nick are. Yeah, no, we've elevated. 
We're we're rapidly approaching Excelsiite status. I think. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's cogs, cogs in the machine. <laughs> no, so so like the hierarchy from the top down. You have the aristocracy. Then you have the producers. Then you have the the content creators. Then you have the consumers. And all the way at the bottom, you have the damned who can't afford Wi-Fi or phones. <laughs> can you imagine living in 2023 without Wi-Fi or a phone? Dylan, I can't. That sounds incredible. How do you connect to them? No, that sounds so good. Making eye contact with somebody and they'll just be on their phone. And you're just like, ah, I see you have been. You've been. One of my uh, very good friends doesn't have a cell phone. Like you just have to find him. Yeah, no, that's the best. That's the way to be. But Dylan, I do see your point though, because it is kind of like you've left the matrix and then you're sort of wandering around the pods that everybody else is in. Like, so do you guys like then for any good walks lately? Is there like what? No, especially really. especially post pandemic. I like I, I I cannot stand some of my classes with with funnily enough, like the students who are my age, like all the all the freshmen. I cannot stand them because they just sit on their phones and I'm there, you know, because I haven't slept for 12 hours and it's like eight in the morning. And I'm just like wigging out, actually responding to the class material. I don't know. Dylan is somehow the least Zoomer and the most Zoomer person I've ever met in my entire life. It's really odd the uh, the strange Victorian hills he decides to die on occasionally. <laughs> no, but... I I agree. Actually, um, my first experience with Dylan was him telling me that no one from Missouri has a soul. <laughs> it's uh, true. Which... That is an NPC state. There's there's that a, is an there's, NPC state. There's a curtain hanging over that oh. state, and the souls are repelled. But my favorite <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about it though is that you started the sentence with "I've done research." And no one from Missouri has okay. a soul. Okay, you guys want to hear the research? So <laughs> me and Dylan have driven yes. across the entire country like three or four times now for school. And uh, we've stopped in Missouri quite a few times for gas. And I remember one time we were driving through and he was giving me this same lecture. And I was like, dude, you're being uncharitable. Come on. We're going to go into this gas station, see some normal ass people. It's all going to be good. We walk in and the two people behind the cash register are just like, arms at their sides, like mouths slightly open, look gazing off into the distance for like, like, I'm not even joking. I don't know if they were like high or what, but like literally a minute and a half without any movement or like anything. I just remember looking at Dylan and being like, damn, you got my ass. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. This is an NPC state, I guess. I mean, it's, it's funny too. Anybody from Missouri as well. I don't know if any, any listeners are from Missouri, so I'm sorry if I've deeply offended you, but Missouri's the kind of state to be like, you 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 drive in and you drive out and that's it. You know, it's one of those middle of the country states. Yeah, in and out, and, no one gets hurt. You know. Yeah, exactly. We do it's, have listeners in Missouri, by the way. How many? Uh-oh. What are the metrics? Expose them. Uh-oh. Uh, nine this month. Okay, that's your NPC quote. There are ten people in Missouri with souls. I'm just making you know, just to be safe. We got one more person. <laughs> yes, there. exactly. Why do we have so many listeners in Oregon? What is going on? Yeah, what's in Oregon? Do we? Do we know oh, anyone in Oregon? Oh, uh, the anamorphing time guys are from out in Oregon. Oh, okay. They're probably, who, what are our top states? Oregon, California, Illinois, Missouri, and Virginia. Wait, what? Oregon is our number our one? Number one. They've beat it's out Virginia Texas and Texas? That's yes. crazy. Texas isn't even on the top five. Sorry, this is a regular segment in which we uh, read our metrics and get surprised by them. <laughs> Uh, Dogs every single listener in the entire of the entire show just like, i really wish that the feed told you like the names and addresses of the people who listened 
Not that I do anything <laughs> with that information, but you've all received packages. It's <laughs> like <laughs> instantly viewer base drops to zero. Yeah, that's it. we're playing the long game, right? We want to we want to find we are like a, a we've been sponsored by the federal government. We're supposed to find all the people who would like the content that we make. Uh, and in about two weeks, uh, death squads will arrive at each of their doors and shoot them and then burn the house down. Mm -hmm. I believe be you're thinking that Disney seems more co-opted death squads. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like that end scene of Full Metal Jacket, they're just marching past your house singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was troubling to watch. Is me and Dylan are sitting there watching Full Metal Jacket, already horrified, because if you're not horrified by that movie, you're doing something wrong. And uh, just they start singing the Mickey Mouse anthem, and we're just like, this is just the best. <laughs> you know, I can hear Matt screaming from the other side of campus. I'm not sure what's happening. Um... It's insane how half of, like, half of the things that Kubrick does in his movies immediately become outdated and strange, and the other half are like very relevant in 2020 and yeah it, like modern like modernly yeah like this is the man who made both eyes wide shut and lolita right where it's like wow how do you how can you be such a mixed bag where he's like yeah the elite are having sex parties and they're all pedophiles also let's age up the girl so that way the movie's a little more fun than the book <laughs> all right dude come on man okay goodness i regret watching that movie <laughs> <laughs> Lolita or Eyes Wide Shut? Because that was another one of our weird nights of watching movies. It was when we oh, just watched those two back to back. No, Dude, Jesus was, Christ! No, 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 that was a vibe. We're just like, no. I, I remember bringing up Eyes Wide Shut to Matt one night, and he's like, "Should we all just all three of us dudes watch it out here?" And uh, <laughs> I was just in our living room. <laughs> That's not how I said it. Dudes, watch it out here. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting there, like horrified. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm a heterosexual male. And even I wasn't into that. I'm just like horrified. Like, ugh, this is the least sexy movie of all time. It's Nicole Kidman, dude. I'm telling you, she's <laughs> evil. Yeah. Nicole, Nicole Kidman. That's what makes that movie she's, evil. She's the ultimate turnoff. No, it's specifically yeah, her and and Tom Cruise. Like watching them interact in that movie as like a fake married couple when you know they were married in real life and then like immediately got divorced after the movie just gives it the most heinous vibes imaginable. Uh, yeah, that's what gives it the heinous vibes. I'm gonna be honest. No, the cult's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You could be doing all sorts of evil stuff. If you offer me a cloak and a cool mask, I'm going to be tempted to join in. Look, that is true. Um, for me personally, though, I feel, yeah, like the moment that like people got naked, I'd be like, oh, I misread the vibe yeah, of this I'm, secret yeah, no, society. Uh, it's time for me to leave. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I react with horror and disgust to the naked female form whenever what? I see it. So, you guys um, are <laughs> having sex, not talking about sacred geometry? Dude, Jumps I'm like, out the window. I, I'm such a pansy. I'm just like, this is an unsanitary environment. Like, <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know how many people have done it on that chair in this sex dungeon? Like, for real. Like, ugh. Gross, man. That has always been a horrifying thought to me because I feel like a sex dungeon is either going to smell like... I don't know, like Clorox or just like the most unholy combination of scents you've ever encountered. And neither of those feels very arousing, you know? I feel like Clorox is better, though. Yeah, I mean, of I'll the take two, the Clorox, yeah. it's going to be better. Like, you're like, my nose is burning, but in the very least, 
I guess I'm not getting every STD known to man at once. Yeah, um, they just they just got one of those little butler guys holding the Clorox wipes, <laughs> just sitting there watching. Cause they're they're probably into that too. <laughs> Ugh, I hate them so much. Well, the made-up butler, dude. That was cursed. no. All that was just the, a all cursed of them, yeah, image. Just, that was a weird movie. I felt like <laughs> half of it feels fake, and the other half is like way too real. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the only the only part about it that's inaccurate is the implication that Tom Cruise isn't getting invited to the sex parties. Yeah. Uh, however, I feel like once he's there, he does still wander around in a very confused daze, just like he does in the movie. Are, are you guys ready for me to uh, ruin the entire movie? And it, just imagine underneath one of those masks is your boy, Doug Walker. He's just, he's just <laughs> there with with the cult. <laughs> Respectfully, I don't think Doug Walker is. He's not important enough to get invited there, but it is very funny to imagine him there. Uh, and then they all took their clothes off. Um, <laughs> Would he wear the red tie on the outside of his cloak? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's the guy with the red robe in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, I was about yeah, to that's say, nice. that's Doug. some guy with a red robe, uh, <laughs> he, he asked me what the password to the house was, and I said, there is no password for the house, and he said, well, shoot, you got me, I <laughs> guess you're part of the club now. I asked him what the password to the house was, and he said, they gave him a bat credit card? And I was like, how did you know? <laughs> um, oh, it's very surprised. funny how much he hates that bit. Oh, he, the look in his eyes every time he has to do it. it. Like, his entire mood drops. Anytime, Have I shown you guys videos of Doug Walker interacting with his fans? No. no. <laughs> they, are, <laughs> they are crazy because for, like, the first 15 to 20 seconds, he's very gracious, right? Like, I will say, like, credit where, where it's due. Yeah, it's probably yeah. nicer to just, I, and it's all, it, like, the most autistic man you have ever met. He's always very nice to them whenever they approach, and they, like, just start, like, reciting bits to him. But if it goes on for more than maybe 20 seconds, it just turns, his, the look in his eyes just becomes, like, barely restrained hatred immediately. Uh, and it's just incredible. The video like of the guy. into a dark, evil mirror. <laughs> yeah, it, no, not a mirror, just dark, evil. Um, <laughs> don't compare, don't, don't say that this is a mirror. No, um, I mean, I mean him. Him talking to his fans for him is looking oh, into right, a yeah. dark mirror. Yeah, I mean it's the same as you know I've theorized before that Trump is actually dead and in hell because he he got just what he wanted in the worst way possible, which is a crowd of adoring fans who are all poor, stinky white people. Uh, he's like, <laughs> oh no, these are the ones who like me. Oh, he for sure like made a deal with a genie at some point. Yeah, yeah, he he was dealing with gin, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, and he's he's paid the consequences for it. But so, so you're saying he's like a Faustian character now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trump is definitely Faust. <laughs> hmm. No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna riff this one out. But Trump interacting with Mephistopheles is a very funny image to me. <laughs> I want to talk to your boss. I want to talk to your boss. This is the problem. This is why Dylan and I get along so well, <laughs> possibly too well. Is we do think the same things with astonishing regularity. Same brain cells just bouncing back and forth. Yeah, and it's a pure evil brain cell is the problem. Um, it's funny. It's funny too, because like, it's it's funny too, because when your politics get so vastly different that you have the exact same opinions, that's how you know you're in trouble. Yeah, and also, <laughs> you know you're gonna get along great with somebody. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is 
quite shocking. I mean, like, I don't want to out us to anybody, and there are many... I wouldn't, like, just totally summarize my politics any one way, but it is they're, really funny how... Adam Waffen members. Um, there's there's <gasps> a flag on the wall right behind him. Huh? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, but yeah, me and Dylan are definitely a little bit more libertarian-leaning with things, and uh, it is quite interesting to see how, like, 90% of things we agree with Matt on, like, beat for beat, until we're like, yeah, because... They're going too far, and he's like, "They haven't gone far enough." <laughs> Not nearly <laughs> Me far talking enough. Talking to my dad, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "So we agree we hate the Democrats." And I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "Okay." I'll just yeah. stay here and not move anywhere and everything will be fine. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I can coast through so many conversations with my grandparents by just like shit talking President Biden. Yeah, like, this is all I gotta do. They Perfect, love it, man. My, yeah, uh, I, my my fairly Republican grandfather was one of the first people to compare me to Lenin with my facial hair, which was very funny. That's really funny. Like, why is why are you thinking about Lenin, Grandpa? Like, I mean, based, but what's going on here? That that is extremely complimentary compared to what Kalen told you, which is I, just I, horror, I, horrifying, horror. I, yeah, I I sent you a screenshot of this. Oh yeah? yeah, is the, that that? Yeah, my friend who told me I looked like a French philosopher. The meanest thing anyone has ever said to me. Um, and she wrote her like senior thesis on how much she hated Descartes. So that yeah. is like. <laughs> oh, I forgot that she. I forgot that she was just ripping into Cartesian, like that's all, Cartesian that's, philosophy. Dude, that's all she was doing. It was a really, really funny senior paper. It was good. I, I really liked it, but it was funny that it was just like that guy sucks. Yeah, Everything true, he did was bad. In true Kalen four, motivated almost entirely by spite towards Descartes. <laughs> yes heck yeah which man we gotta have Kaylin on the dog zone i'm just gonna start I just i'm gonna stop reaching out to actual guests i'm just gonna like have my friends from college on uh man we should we should have run i forgot i was gonna try and run the uh the philosopher hunger game simulator with you Nick, oh, and then we were gonna discuss w- the findings but that one was so good. Honestly, Philosopher Hunger Games every single time will be, especially when we include our actual philosophy professors in there, in our at our at our small. Ooh, like, I want to do that with my professors. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, small it's, liberal arts it's like college. It's like a two thousand like twelve era like simulation. So it doesn't well, do I know any... exactly what simulation you're talking about. Yeah, no it rules because there's like no actual thought put into it. So like, no. it'll go like characters will go immediately from like cuddling to share warmth to like killing each other with crossbows or something crazy it like says, that. Yeah, it says here that Emily Duchatelet just beheaded Nietzsche with a tomahawk <laughs> she got from a sponsor. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, cash, real cash-like. Who was it that won? I remember that like... It was Duchatelet, dude. She made it to the end. Which She was oh, the man. only woman in our whole simulation, and she she won, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, she, we, uh... She's like, she's awesome in general. Was it, uh... Was it Immanuel Kant that screamed for help in the middle of the night? Because that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, then I think it was like John Rawls lit him on fire with a, with a Molotov or something, yeah. and that's how he died. Damn, hang on. I, I think I saved the uh, the pictures from that. Let me. I sent me you. Back. I sent you some when I ran it the the first time. Yeah, let me go I back mean, and guys, see if I can dig them up. Look, if Emily Duchatelet and Voltaire were in Hunger Games, she'd carry his ass the entire way through the same way Katniss does with PETA. I mean, no, that is absolutely true. Hey, Voltaire was, was very funny, but also pretty pathetic. Uh, PETA did camouflage, though. Hey, don't discount the the, the camouflage guys. PETA did camouflage, but he didn't. It, it didn't get him very far. He still would have died in a straight fight. Yeah. Aristotle runs away from Thomas Hobbes. Uh, is one of the ones. 
I love Robert that one. knows. Oh yeah, I remember this one. This is a crazy sentence, which is Robert Nozick and Karl Marx work together to drown Rene Descartes. Um, <laughs> which yeah, ooh, talk about strange bedfellows. Yeah, which is maybe the best description of my friendship with Nick that I have ever heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then immediately after that, William Nietzsche sets Robert. No- Sorry, Friedrich Wilhelm Nietzsche. I forgot you included middle names here. Friedrich Nietzsche sets Robert Nozick on fire with a Molotov. Just um, good vibes there. Good vibes there. Right before that, Galileo stepped on a landmine, and that was the end of him. Uh, man, this simulation rules. Yeah, if it's not clear and apparent we are a bunch of philosophy nerds, Matt included, you may have left the major, my friend, but you can't escape your love of philosophy. No, I'm look, I'm taking over the philosophy club once you graduate. And <laughs> I know you don't like it. I know over that you're not my happy. Dead about. body, an English major in charge of <laughs> philosophy club. Look, I'm just gonna say Dylan doesn't want the power. And look, man, look, man, all like we are we are philosophy nerds because all of the other time honored white guy hobbies are now illegal. So <laughs> Racism. <laughs> That's a wild statement. Just sitting around smoking a pipe and polishing my calipers. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Come forward. I believe you are of the Irish persuasion. Let me figure it out. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, Matt, like you of all people, you'd be throwing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, man. That's funny. Yeah, Nick, yeah. you're not happy about it, but it, it will come to pass. You know, you'll like, probably do better than me anyway, so like legit. <laughs> I do love how many times I've walked up to you and I'm like, hey, what's the discussion on today? And you go like, ah, I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, oh! it is like 100%. I, I love Philosophy Club, and I'm definitely putting more work into it this semester. But it definitely was like a like the rest of my homework, which is done in a in a fever dream right before <laughs> class and always ends up being a little bit better than I had hoped, but not as good as it should be. <laughs> yeah. One of my professors... <laughs> One of my professors on uh, my final paper of the last semester added a note where he was like, I can tell you were more concerned about other papers, but this one was pretty good. Uh, and I was like, Ooh. God damn. He was not wrong at all, but brutal for calling me out like that on the grade. Uh, oh, man. Well, anyways, we've been talking about school for a while. What's something right. you know better to talk about that is yeah, apology, a discussion, <laughs> a discussion that my long-suffering co-host can join into in a meaningful way. Um, Jillian, how have you been? I've been all right. <laughs> not not too much has gone on this week. Less eventful than last week. I'm recovering. <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners, you should still subscribe to the Patreon. I was correct when I said it was going to be a wild ride. Um, and I have more to say this week. No worries. Oh, oh boy, of course you do. I, I'm still mad. You overshadowed my breaking up reveal. Uh, <laughs> I got to pick up the slack. Look, yeah, we we've all got to pick up the slack somehow. Um, I have. What did I decide? Oh yeah, I decided the the Matt season three arc. Maybe uh, I might convert to Islam for real this time. Yes, I remember you. I remember you talking to us about this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I. It was not a bit. Everybody, I have witnesses here to confirm. Inshallah, um, he will find the wisdom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember what. Oh, dude, I'm so bad with this kind of stuff. What's what's the um what's the Muslim uh like 
what's what's the book? The Quran. The Quran. I am so. <laughs> I swear, guys. I I have like zero brain cells. They like, usually. I will be... say you're usually better about this. We're. It's probably because you were just asleep, and then I. I shook you out of the land of dreams to make you record my Matt, podcast Matt with is me. Becoming, Matt is becoming the ultimate enemy to American freedom. Like, <laughs> on his book, we'll be sitting the, like, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. Dylan over here, like, what was that book called? It's got a guy named Jesus in it, I think. Um, oh, the Bible. Bible. That's right. That's Bible? cool, guys. Yeah, the Bible. No, I'm just saying it's definitely, like, it's definitely a vibe to have, like, uh, sitting on your like desk, the Communist Manifesto and the Quran, you know Ooh, that is actually Ooh, a pretty good vibe. Right powerful. now, I have all of the works of Soren Kierkegaard, along with Moby Dick and the Story of the Stone. So crazy vibe combo over here. But I have all of Kafka's work in Dune. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That is so good. Dude, Nick, you guys you... don't want to hear what I got on my desk. Nick, what have you got? I've still got uh, Thus Spoke Zarathustra, which is Nietzsche, and then I've also got uh, Plato's Laws that I'm working through right now again. <laughs> yeah, you, so. it's very funny that you got strong-armed into writing about Plato by a... The Plato philosopher? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. professor by whom you were strong-armed, because it, it fits. Uh, but <laughs> You know. Did I... Julian, have I told the story on Mike about how I like vanished into the mountains after I finished uh, Thus Spoke Zarathustra for the first time? No. Yeah, we were in Germany, uh, in the Swiss Alps, in this beautiful cabin, and I finished it at like six thirty in the morning after staying up all night to read it. Um, and my family awoke because I forgot to tell them that I was going somewhere, and we were in another nation, so I didn't have cell service. Uh, so they woke up to find my bed neatly made, a copy of "Thus Spoke Zarathustra" sitting on my pillow, and no sign of me or my whereabouts. And I was gone for like four hours. Talk uh, about crazy suicides. Yeah, no, exactly. Because I went for a walk. I was like, man, I need to walk and think about this. And I did spend like a full 30 minutes looking over the edge of like a 200 foot waterfall going like, look at the power of the currents. How easy <laughs> it would be to slip into them. Uh, I came back to my family. said, like, we were worried about you. I'm like, oh, how silly of you. Don't you know I would never do anything bad? Uh, <laughs> but never done anything bad. Not once. Not once. I've never wandered the streets of my town wielding a weapon. Uh, no, you would so, never either. Jillian, what's what's uh, what's your experience with nihilism? <laughs> my experience with nihilism? <laughs> yeah, speaking of Nietzsche. Well, I've watched Rick and Morty. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> that just that means you have the IQ necessary to process nihilism, <laughs> right? I hmm, let's see. I read all of my brother's philosophy textbooks when he went to Baylor. Um, just like, cause I was, how have we gone this far without you telling me that? That is insane. Yeah. I was a crazy person. It's fine. <laughs> was past tense. Yeah. Not we're more, both right? very stable and normal now. I'm normal and stable and good. Um, <laughs> I did pitch the idea of the wheel to my girlfriend. She didn't like it. Dog, the wheel, the wheel. I've told you guys about the wheel, right? No. What is a what? I haven't <laughs> told you guys about the wheel. Okay, I know I told what Drake is, about what the is wheel. a wheel. <laughs> so it's an important part of my worldview and Jillian's. It's like it has become a genuine part of both of our cosmologies. I think. Uh, it was. Bitches don't love the wheel. Turns out. 
No, I'm they like, don't. Maybe that's what. Okay, so I've just, I've I've been compiling different ways that I'm going to like ruin first dates, uh, because fundamentally I am mid. fundamentally I still am the person that I was last time I was single, for better and for worse. Uh, Perfect vermin, man. Perfect vermin. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so right before we uh, watched Mandy and The Color from Out of Space, I made Dylan play How Fish is Made and Nick play Perfect Vermin. Uh, wow. Yeah, so it was a night full of crazy double features, all of which were curated by me, which is not good. This is what I do with the power that I I can wield. That's what you're going to do with all the podcast money is create the most batshit crazy movie theater. Yeah, yes. Yeah, a, a movie theater <laughs> in which you have to play free-to-play evil games from Steam. Or I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's how Fish's game, a squalid horror game about choice, which is such a good description. Matt's commentary was also equally, almost as interesting as the game as we were playing it. He's just like, no, you must continue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't did I say those words? I I something evil comes out of me when I hang out with you guys. I'll say, no, I, I say Matt, crazy Matt, things sometimes. Matt, Matt, you did take on the role of Virgil as we were just like timidly <laughs> timidly poking through the games and Matt is like, ignore that. It is it is irrelevant. You must dive deeper. And we're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like playing perfect vermin and like I noticed that there was some blood on my like sledgehammer as I was going. I was just smashing so so fast. I like got hypnotized by like the physics. Jillian, have you played Perfect Vermin? That is I've a not wild played, sentence. but I know about it. Okay, good. I was like, this is going to sound insane if we don't. I was no, about to say, I, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I can see that sounding kind of crazy. Um, so like, yeah, there's blood on my hammer, and I'm just kind of like, huh, that's cool. Must be a creepy game. And like Matt's like, did you notice the blood? And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed it, but wow, blood, that's spooky. <laughs> and then you smash the refrigerator and intestines came out. And Nick sat back with his head in his hands for, I think, 30 straight seconds as it connected. Um, I yeah, did I just... the what's the craziest conspiracy theory you believe in thing. Yes, yes. Say? What were the results? Uh, she said, what did she say? Um, hmm, I'm trying to remember. It was something about like, reality parallels and stuff which like mm, fine yeah okay but then i was like have you heard of the wheel yes and she was like, excuse me yes okay yeah so sorry anyway to return to the to return to the wheel but yeah no i've been compiling ways to ruin first dates as we know craziest conspiracy theory it's pretty good very reliable i after showing nick and dylan how fish is made i am thinking that might get added to the roster uh and maybe yeah i'll talk about the wheel but yeah so coward hour the Essential Podcast, the greatest podcast of all time, no holds barred. I will say this to anybody and kill those who disagree with me. Uh, they discussed a Reddit post from a man who was driving and got into a car crash, and then time froze around him, and he watched what he described as looking like a giant horizontal water wheel approaching from the horizon until it like hovered above him the city yeah it consumed the entire city and he was sucked into its paddles and bounced around through several different realities and then deposited back into his car and he drove away unharmed as the car missed him entirely um and that is the wheel accurate to my near-death experiences yeah it's so anyway the wheel has become a part of our worldview and the worldview of many a member from coward hour Mm -hmm. Uh, many many coward hour listeners Coward um, our refugees. 
and any of the refugees who fled to bad boy crimes and then the Doug zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait for our splinter podcast to start a discord. And then well, I guess that one thus far is historic esoterica, isn't it? But yeah. Oh, well. I really enjoy I really enjoy historic esoterica. I'm I'm I actually it's became good. a regular listener because a lot of that stuff you you always hear about peripherally but you never from actually me. look into it. <laughs> well, not even from you but just like you're in class and that one idiot is like, "Hey guys, did you hear about how like on 9/11 there were all of like the, they just found the passport laying on the ground." I think concentrated very heavily in the philosophy major, not going to lie. Do you guys not, like, get 9-11 conspiracies in the psych department? In the middle of class? No. Oh. There's something Mm. about philosophy that is magical. Okay, and I (laughs) I use that term, I use that term very carefully and intentionally. It's it's a giant bullshit magnet. Yeah. That's what what philosophy is. In psychology... It's, like, bullshit, but with, like, a little bit of science to, like, hold itself together. Yeah. Yeah, whereas with philosophy, all that science is in... In good cases, it's held together with like careful thought and beautiful prose. In the worst case scenario, it's held together exclusively through pretension. Um, yes. So yeah, you know. I try, I, and, and I and I'm and I'm passionate about most things that I like get immersed in. And so me trying to go back like Christmas break and explain to all my friends who are like dropping out of college, I show up and I'm like, oh no. I haven't I haven't talked to you guys about idealism yet. And they're like, what is happening? Like, I am the biggest intellectual now because of my freaking <laughs> philosophy education over the last couple months. But that's cool, I guess. Look, I can't judge you. I told, oh, I haven't mentioned this on mic. I did tell you guys about it right after it happened. But I was in a car full of girls and just started telling them about the way that various Greek and Roman philosophers killed themselves. Um yes it's like how i can't stop bringing up suicides from the bible now because yeah. of that one class i was in yeah i've been out of the game for a while now so like i'll be having a conversation with a girl going do you want to know about how seneca the younger did it um <laughs> I, 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 dude i remember matt asking me a question he's like is it is it normal to you know like talk to girls about this kind of stuff in just everyday <laughs> conversation and i was like Bro, you are asking the wrong person because like of, <laughs> my ideal first date is go to dinner and interrogate them about their Aristotelian foundations. Like, <laughs> so, so, do you uh do you believe in perfect friendships? It's like, wow, I have never been more attracted to a man on planet Earth, and I'm like, I know it just it just works that way. Yeah, no, but you know, for better or for worse, I feel like that does give them an accurate impression of what they're in for. Uh. I think I've been on worse dates than that. I will say. I Ooh. stare into the void. I stare into the void and the void responds with, I think we should just be friends right now. <laughs> and the void responds, you're like a brother to me. And... No. <laughs> yes. That one's the, dude, that's the worst. That is the, is the, so the, the uh, that is the worst. The, uh, hey, I just like, I want to be your friend so badly, but also you, re- you repeat repulse me sexually <laughs> let, let, let's just be brother and sister and you're like yeah okay this is a good time for me to fuck off <laughs> i stare into the void and the void says i don't know how my boyfriend would feel about that <laughs> hey that that ties into what we're going to talk about on the patreon actually it does dude i'm a professional i've been doing this for so long i know wow. i can't hold the conversation with you guys irl for more than 10 minutes without it devolving into madness but 
<laughs> I've learned how to make that madness monetizable. Uh, it's it's a nice madness. It's like it's like a warm, itchy blanket. <laughs> <laughs> One that's just uncomfortable enough that you're like, I'm not gonna get up and take this off. It's just like hell. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a conversation with me, as reported by my roommates. Um, <laughs> it is it is partially our fault as well. <laughs> Yeah, no, the three of us are very similar in that in our, our struggles. However, speaking of struggles and things that I've talked to you guys about quite a bit, I know the answer to this question, but I'm not happy about it. And I ask this of all of our guests, Nick and Dylan, have either of you read the book written by independent journalist Dave McGowan, known as Programmed to Kill? Dylan, you go first, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just not a big book guy. I mean, I've heard a lot about it, and and I've obviously talked to you multiple times about the stuff that's in there, and I listen to podcasts. But just so you get a grasp on like who I am, uh, I I was definitely an iPad kid. No, so, like, oh. if it exists in audiobook form, I will listen to it while playing Minecraft or Terraria. So we instead have, of reading, you know, with my eyes. We've, so. we've toyed with the idea of making a program to kill audiobook for the Patreon. I need to, like, look into copyright law before I do it uh, because it that would may be absolutely be stellar. Yeah, we, we will see. Um, Nick, but, have you yeah, read Program no. to Kill? Oh, sorry, Dylan. Did you have more to say? Oh, no, I was just I was just agreeing. Yeah. OK, OK. I haven't uh I haven't read it but uh I've just been like you know watching a lot of mass media recently and I I've started uh thinking about this idea you guys should tell me about. I think we should start calling ourselves the Mind Warriors. What do you uh, what do you, th- what do you think about that? Sound good to you, Matt? Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it. I can't quite place it, but uh just really like that title. Oh, I forgot the you, what did you say to me when you walked into the room and told me that you started listening to Subliminal Jihad? Was it that you praised Michael Aquino? Oh, yeah. I was like, Michael Aquino is like... so cool. I read this satirical, satirical work by him one time. No. Yeah, so, so funny, man. <laughs> I just thought it was a hoot and a half. Mind warriors. <laughs> oh, I hate him so much. Michael Aquino, what a bad guy. This is our my official stance. What a jerk, you know? This guy stinks. This guy if you stinks. die, if you die, and and wherever you go after this life, Michael Aquino is sitting next to you. You know that you made a mistake. No, if I die and Michael Aquino is sitting next to me, I've gone to heaven, baby. That is um, your personal heaven. Yeah. You look down and there's a twenty-two just, in your. Yeah, hands. it's me and Michael Aquino in a locked room. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I've won. Cut to like five minutes later, he's squeezing the life out of Matt in hell. <laughs> Yeah, I did forget that this guy was in the military. Um, (laughs) It's better to rain in hell, right? Yeah, Yeah, I love the idea of getting sent to hell as my form of heaven so I can just punish all of the various people I dislike. Um, (laughs) Also, there is is something so like... There's just something weird about all of that kind of stuff where, especially like the conspiracy theories where it's like, oh, those crazy Christians... They aren't Satanists. That's nonsense. And then you find like an interview with the Beatles and they're like, yeah, I like a lot of Crowley stuff. And you're like, what is happening? Yeah, no, Roswell and I lost our shit when we found that quote. Um, I was like, oh, no, this is because he's on Sergeant Pepper. 
but he is still regardless it's deeply evil anyway um, like they also they also got edgar Allan poe on there so you don't know if they're just being little edgy boys yeah you know 60s. look so i started a second podcast so jillian wouldn't have to hear me talk about alistair crowley and michael Aquino, let's, yeah let's but, let's, let's so let's, apologies let's about something else yeah so, dear listeners thank you for joining us on the doug zone before we do our plugs nick and dylan do you guys do you have anything to plug i don't know if you do I uh I don't like the internet. <laughs> I uh, I have mind Nick. <laughs> I, I, uh, I have I have many social medias and other stuff like that. But uh I tr- just am gonna I'll I'll just be Nick Matt's uh Matt's roommate Nick. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I do like that you fall. I like I do like whenever you uh you follow my Instagram. The, I mean, whenever you like check my Instagram stories though, because you just go through and diligently like every single post. That's uh, powerful. That, that's which I really only... respect. That's the only thing I do on Instagram, like 100%. The last time I posted a picture, I think, was in, like, 2019. Like, I, I am living my Luddite grind set over here. I posted for New Year's, and I think that's all I'm going to do this year. But I don't – Matt, I don't have anything to plug, but I have, a, I have like, a YouTube pitch for you. Okay. Specifically oh. for, right. for, a, for a potential series. I was talking to Nick about it. I don't think it would work for us because – as as Matt is very well aware, I'm going to be gone for two years, but um, I think that, that that's should... a that's an LDS that's... mission for our yeah, listeners yeah. at home. Yeah. By hey, the way, extremely. Um, Dylan's just like I'm going to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I like, will be no, gone. no, I just like I, I swear I'm gonna they're gonna they're gonna like call me and I'm gonna read it and it's going to be like you're going to serve in Provo, Utah, the <laughs> town where you grew up. And then I'm going to be like, I'm running away. I already talked to my brother and sister about this. If I get sent anywhere in Utah, I'm I'm running away. And with they will my, never with our find full me. support, I would like to note. Um Um but I don't have anything to plug, but here's the idea. Are you ready? Yeah. It's oh, called goodness. um it's called uh philosophers in pools getting plastered <laughs> uh, the idea is i i changed it a little bit because before it was like getting perplexed but that's lame as hell so i think like you and maybe like um drake or some of the other philosophy buds what you do is you get a kiddie pool and and you fill it full of water okay and you plop yourself down in there and in a you full just, suit and tie in a full suit and tie and you just drink an unholy amount of alcohol and then try and work your way through philosophy Which like very complex kids <laughs> but but the i like and then the, this was nick's idea in particular but with the with the kiddie pool because i was like just doing it in an above ground pool dylan what but the nick fuck was, like, are you doing <laughs> no no keep going dylan <laughs> i love this <laughs> let him cook <laughs> sorry sorry i'm spilling all the secrets and then and then <laughs> and then the idea is you it's like a parody of cam girls like like the jacuzzi streamers so like have like you have like donation buttons and it's like because you're in a pool right in a full suit just like some strung out looking skinny white dude in a full suit just wasted in a kiddie pool in the middle of like like, in front of the camera throwing it back and then diogenes said to him And I love, we somehow, just like in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, we like get Michael Richards on and ask him about saying the N-word at the Laugh Factory. Like, Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, all of my ideas revolve around that one, like, meme of, of ripping off Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. All of my ideas are just revolve around, like, 
what three are three things words that start with the same letter? Yes. And also <laughs> making fun of Jerry Seinfeld. I'm good with the same letters. That's my thing. Whack <laughs> <laughs> yeah. jobs on water skis drinking walkie slush. Oh yeah, baby. What can go wrong? <laughs> Alright, we um this is what my house is like at all times now, and I could not be happier about it. Listeners, we will see you. Well, you, yeah, we will see you, but you will hear us on the Patreon momentarily. XOXO. Gossip Doug. <laughs>